Here we go, guys, the last round robin of Super Rugby. Thanks for tuning in to another Swish Waterlad Super Rugby preview. Again, we are joined by the Swish's latest signing, Surly from Surly Talk Sport. Mate, how was your first week on the platform? Oh, huge, mate. Great to be in the mixer again. Some huge names, some iconic New Zealanders, including yourself. So just to be in that same calibre of athlete, like it really is a dream come true and a proud day for the family. Fair to say we popped a few bottles of champagne. Huge day. What did you price yourself as? I went I went low, mate. Oh, you know, I like to think that I'm still working my way up the pecking order, yet to make my Super Rugby debut and whatnot, but <laughs> at the ripe old age of 31, not giving up on the dream. So I went low, and it all goes to charity. So if you're wanting to do a good deed, get amongst it. Oh, mate, that is awesome to hear. Absolute steal of a price. So was that $20 for you, is it? Yeah, just a cold, cold 20 bucks. So, you know, box of beers. You'd probably oh. go the box of beers, but hey, I'd be flattered if you didn't. Mate, a tip, a tip from Surly, from Surly Talk Sports for $20. And actually, with my quick maths, you can make that $18 if you use the code WATERLAD with 70% of that going to charity. Oh. Super good cause, and man, imagine what you could do with that tip from Surly Talk Sports, so go get amongst that. But another cracking round of Super Rugby last weekend. Man, I'm enjoying my Super Rugby at the moment, hey, I've... Seem to be watching all the games as many as I can and um, really enjoying the code. What do you make of the round? Yeah, I think it's just slowly getting closer to finals footy. You mentioned she's the last week this week, so I think the interest definitely peaks as we teams kind of jostle for where they're going to sit on the ladder and who they're going to play. So definitely adds a bit of excitement, and I think now teams are really starting to hit their straps and you're seeing a bit of that divide between the kind of top six teams and then the bottom few. Yeah, 100%. It's interesting looking across the squads this weekend to see who's resting some players for looking ahead to next week and who's trying to keep some momentum and combinations going, heading into the big knockout games, which is going to be awesome next week, and I'm pumped for the quarterfinals for sure. But we will get through the games. First game of the round last week was Crusaders versus the Drewer. Um, no real surprises here. Probably a bigger score potentially than we might have thought. 61-3, absolute hiding from the Crusaders. That Drewer team was pretty average to be fair though, eh? Yeah, I think we're just starting to see the toll now of a long first season for the draw, and they just don't quite have that depth. They started with a hiss and a roar, but the last kind of month's been really tough for them as they've had to come across to New Zealand and play some of our top teams. So, yeah, good old-fashioned rugby league pounding, and clearly the Crusaders... Just a better side. The only standout for the draw for me, I thought Tamani, the six, he looked really good on attack and D, but apart from that, she was pretty slim pickings. And then Fergus Burke, I thought he was great off the tee for the Crusaders. Eight from nine, so not quite the old Sammy Gilbert, but he went close. And yes, there's some sharp shooters going around in those New Zealand teams at the moment. The boys are striking the old nut clean, so it's good to see. Yeah, it was awesome to see Fergus Burke step up because obviously their last his last start against the Waratahs, he kind of copped it in that game when he wasn't getting that go forward ball. But it was good to see how how good he can be with when the pack's going forward and he had complete control of that game, played really well. But you mentioned the Drua have how how tough of a season it has been for them and. Same with Moana, I just think the expectation on these sides with their first year in the competition was always going to be hard for them to be able to get up to speed straight away. It is going to take a couple of years for them to get um, up to the level and used to this competition, but I think having them both in the um, competition has been awesome for the comp, eh? 
Yeah, it's just added a bit of excitement. Obviously, people were unsure how they'd go at the start of the year. And to be fair, it's probably played out how most people had predicted it. But like you mentioned, two or three years just to build a good squad. You really do need, you know, a top 30 to 35 to be competitive in this competition now. So that'll take them a while to establish themselves. But there's still plenty of good signs. And I think the more that these teams can play, the better they'll get for sure. 100%. And the next game was the Reds versus the other side, Moana, 34-22. Reds 13 plus we picked here, but um, that last try, 80-minute try from Moana, was good for the under-12 punters. Um, Right on the line. So um, what did you make of this game? Yeah, I think just another... Another typical Moana shift. I thought they started the game really well, but then again, set piece their their kryptonite and it really did cost them. um, Like a good time to be in the yellow card industry if your family business is making yellow cards. The ref dished out four (laughs) of them, so business will be booming. But yeah, another disappointing night for them and yeah, Red's just too good in the end. It does go to show how important a set piece is in rugby, eh? Like, all the top teams are the ones with the best set piece in the comp, and you look way down at Moana, who just, their set piece is so poor that they just can't win a game with it. They've got the players, they've got everything else in their game to keep them competitive, but they're just their set piece just lets them down massively, eh? Yeah, and I think, well, ourselves being a couple first fives, we're obviously highly qualified to talk about it, but... Yeah, look, a, a line out, something that looks so simple can be so complex and complicated, but it gives you a massive advantage, especially with how teams use them all these days on attack. It's mm. a great attacking weapon, so to not have that in your arsenal can make a massive difference to the end result. Mm. And how good was it to see big Harry Wilson cross the line with the intercept? I called him for a dot. It took a lot, a bit longer than I thought, um, but anyone who got on him to be that first try score power player, you got your money back with bonus bets with that Harry Wilson intercept, so that was a big play. Yeah, never in doubt. The next game was the Chiefs versus the Force, 54-21. We both went Chiefs 13-plus here, and um, not really surprised with that result. Yeah, look, Quintupire almost bet them himself. Three meaties, that's my uh, three-year total combined, so impressive stuff from him. And <laughs> yeah, I think, what, with 60 minutes to go, up 40-7, to seven, they probably put the old cue in the rack, so to say, and the force came back, scored a couple nice tries. And to be fair to them, I actually thought they looked pretty decent for large periods of the game. Uh, good to see old Jay Thrush cross the white line, but in the end, the Chiefs got what they needed, the five points and a great shot now at that home quarter final, which I think is so important for them. But you mentioned um, Quintu Pyre there. Um, he did get lad of the week, massive game from him. I felt like he'd been a little bit quiet leading up to this game, but he really exploded back onto the scene and put his name in that mix for that All Black 12 spot again. Where do you see him sitting in that all-black frame? Yeah, it's a hard one because there's just so many names in that mix at the moment and it seems like they're all playing some pretty good footy. Obviously, Quinn's had a bit of time on the wing as well. He's got competition in the Chiefs just for that 12 spot. So it's hard to say, but again, he showed his quality and he is a current all-black, so you'd have to think he'll be in the squad for sure. It's just I'm still not sure who starts at 12. The selectors could kind of go either way. Yeah, it is going to be so interesting. I think these next few rounds coming into these quarterfinal games are going to be um, big games for these All Black selectors to see who's going to stand up under pressure in some of these uh, more intense games. But the next game was the Canes versus the Rebels, 45-22, Canes 13-plus every week. I'm always right. Um, 
Geordie Barrett, 15 points. He was close to beating the Rebels by himself. That was a good watch um, for me, just trying to keep the score between Geordie versus the Rebels. But what do you make of this one? Yeah, an, an impressive shift from Geordie. And to be fair, the Canes, they started hard and fast and the game was probably over by the time they headed into Oranges. I think it was 26 points to eight up and you kind of knew the outcome there. But a strong win for them. They dominated the set piece and the breakdown and... I was really impressed with how they transitioned from D to attack. Um, They were really accurate there and and scored some great tries. So again, an important five points secured for them and they keep themselves in the hunt for that home quarter final. Yeah, ticks all the boxes. Thought the Rebels looked better in the second half. That bloke off the pine scored three tries, which is a huge effort there. But yeah, the men from the capital, too good. Yeah, it was sad to see Hodgie go down early, but that um, winger who came on was pretty Mm. impressive. Yeah, Lucas Ripley, I think. I I hadn't heard much about him, but certainly made a good showing of himself. Yeah, and the next game, game of the round. Brumbies versus the Blues, 19-21. What a, one of the great games, uh, so intense. This, this felt like uh, quarterfinal footy, this one. I knew it was going to be close, and anyone who got on that $8 power play that I called um, with a late swing in points in the last five minutes, there was two of them, so you are safe. Probably my biggest player of the year, to be fair, on the tips, so um, hopefully some of you guys got amongst that. But what did you make of this game? It was such an intense one, eh? Yeah, it was an intense game, and look, I think my local butcher's happy that I got on this one. Normally, when you get the big wins, you ditch the supermarket, you go for something a bit flasher, so (laughs) no doubt he'll be sending you a Christmas card, mate. That was a great tip, and the lead actually changed twice, so you did it easy. But yeah, great game, certainly lived up to expectations. I thought the Brumbies' defence was outstanding, like, not sure of the stat, but the Blues spent so much time in their 22, and they just kept turning turning them away. Um, But yeah, again, like you said, finals intensity for the full 80 minutes, a huge win for the Blues, and I think a few people in Christchurch would have been pretty happy too. Not often they cheer for the boys from the big smoke, but yeah, a few Crusaders fans would have been happy to see them get the win and bump the Brumbies down the ladder a little. Yeah, watching the Brumbies is like watching a side from the UK come over here and play Super Rugby. They just play completely different style to the rest of the the teams. They're so set-piece orientated, great kicking game, kicking plan, kick pressure, um, kick chase. All their set-piece is just so efficient, and they're they're a really hard side to beat, and I think the Blues found that out in the weekend, and um, they're going to be a side you won't really want wanting to be playing in the quarterfinals, eh? Yeah, I think it's just a completely different brand of footy to what these New Zealand teams are used to playing against, like you mentioned, more that UK style. So it takes a bit of adjusting and it probably doesn't highlight a lot of the team over here's strengths. We like to play kind of fast, up-tempo, bit of razzle. So it definitely levels things out. But yeah, I think not having that home semi for them is going to be pretty key. You'd hate to go over to Canberra and play them. So I definitely think it's a big advantage now for those top New Zealand teams to secure that home semi-final berth. Yeah, and it was awesome to see Bowden Barrett step up. I thought he was awesome that game. I feel like the Blues would have lost that game if he wasn't playing. He just looks so calm and always in control, even though things weren't quite going their way. They got held up about four times in that first half, and a lot of teams would start getting rattled by that, especially when the punishment's a line dropout instead of a five-metre scrum. seems to be a big disadvantage these days to get held up. But I felt like he stayed really calm, and then obviously clutch at the end with the drop kick, which... 
it's probably been oversold a little bit. They did have advantage right in front. He would have kicked the penalty if he missed, but um, it's good to see a drop kick going over. Oh, mate, don't know what you're talking about. That's one he'll tell his kids about for many years to come. <laughs> Behind halfway, hit it clean from 60 out and secured the win. But, yeah, look, I think it's no coincidence, fresh on on your sponsor, Swish, and now he's banging over drop goals, much like Sean Johnson, also a Swish athlete. <laughs> Shout out to the sponsors. But, yeah, a couple sharpshooters there. And it was good to see for Bodie because you'd have to think, you know, the Irish test coming up, the World Cup, there could be a few situations where he'll be put under pressure. So it's just a nice little tick in the box for his arsenal just to know he's more than capable, like we all probably knew. Yeah, 100%. Okay, in the last game of the round, Highlanders versus the Waratahs. I said last week on the show that I felt like this was the game the bookies got wrong. $4 for the Waratahs was very juicy, but I didn't actually pick my stones up and call the Waratahs for a win, which I was a little bit gutted about watching that live. But and what we did get, we did find some value for you anyway with the Gilbert goal-kicking power play, not to miss a kick. <laughs> if if there was any large punts on that, I think that one would be going to the uh, match-fixing committee because that one looked incredibly dodgy when he did the, probably the most deliberate red card of the season. But um, I'm not complaining. The, the punters got their money in that one. Yeah, look, as, as goal kickers, you'll do anything to protect your stats. Obviously, he gave away the sideline <laughs> conversion the week before. Now he's one from one, so he thought, why not? I'll go again. And he's gone even further, got the red. But, yeah, disappointing loss for the Landers, especially after I talked them up the week before, saying the Blues will be trying to avoid them. Maybe I curse them there. But, yeah, I think a lot of people underestimate the Waratahs. I kind of was starting to head that way but a strong performance for them and I've been really impressed with their young 10 as well Edmund I think he each week he, he kind of mm. steps up and shows just that time in the saddle that little bit more experience and he's playing some good footy now so again they're probably a team capable of me- beating many of these top sides on their day. Yeah, I think they're the second best Aussie team now. I think they've overtaken the Reds and mm. um, their set piece seems to be hissing. They seem to be dominating teams at scrum time and like you say, Edmund at 10, he's a lad, he wants to come on what a lad, so he obviously sees the benefits of the performance that these athletes are getting out of it. So I'm looking forward to having a yarn to that young fella. Um, seems like an absolute lad. So yeah, I think the Waratahs are a lot better than the teams that uh, especially the bookies suggest and a lot of people are giving them credit for. But let's get to the preview part of the show last round Robin before the quarterfinals I think most of the quarterfinals are pretty much set uh, but we will get through the games the first game is the Crusaders versus the Reds Um, how do you line these two up yeah I think as you mentioned that the Tars have probably jumped above the Reds now towards that second best Aussie team I think just key injuries for them and they've kind of fallen away the last few weeks at the start of the season I was really impressed and I probably would have been excited for this game but now I think it's pretty clear that the Crusaders should come away with this one good to see Liam Wright on the bench for the Reds um, he's a talented footballer been out with injury so excited to see him play and then Pattaya at 13 we talked about him most weeks but he could be really exciting with a bit more ball in hand but again O'Connor out massive loss Crusaders just stacked 1 to 23 and they've bought back the big guns so yeah I predict they'll be too strong 13 plus yeah I'm with you there and it is interesting from like a coach's point of view and when you're playing teams back to back knowing that the next week's going to be a quarter final pretty likely that that's the way this is going to play out. The Crusaders will be playing the Reds in the same place, same same spot next week. So 
uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they what they play, what they hold back, and um, what they say for the for the crunch time. But mate, like like you say, I think the Crusaders just have too much class, and um, I think they will run away with it, especially with that Crusaders back three. These guys are just so good. No room for All Black George Bridge in the back three, but Lester Fyanganuku, how can you leave him out? And um, Will Jordan and Severus both been on absolute fire, so. Um, they're the three that I think are really going to put their mark on the game and uh, look out for a Waterlad power play involving those three. Who did you highlight? I went with uh, Ethan Blackadder. I thought he's been outstanding this year. And notice the Crusaders had their awards night early in the week. Pretty early doors considering the season's not over, but he picked up player of the year. And I tell you what, a nice bit of silverware in the cabinet can really take your game to another level. No doubt he's got it right on his bedside table, looks at it every night. And I also noticed he was rocking a nice brown leather jacket as well. So to me, that screams a massive shift. So man of the match from Blackadder, you've heard it here first. Mate, probably lad of the week too. I would not be surprised. He is a lad. But yeah, you're right. It's like potentially four games before the season is done. You're giving away your um, Player of the Year awards. There's some huge games of footy to happen. And uh, yeah, seems a little bit premature to me. But fair play to Ethan Blackadder. Always delivers that, man. Absolute champion. The next game is the Drua versus the Chiefs over in Fiji. Good to see another game over in Fiji. Um, what are you picking here? Yeah, look, I think we, we spoke about it before, the draw kind of falling off, but it's awesome to see that they will finish the season back at home and hopefully that atmosphere, that that crowd that we saw show up against the Landers, if they can get something like that going again, then that might give them a little boost and help make it a little bit closer. But I just do think the Chiefs will be too good. Habossi, he's back in the yes. mix, so that's worth bums on seats and I'll be tuning in to see him play again. But... Yeah, you'd have to go the Chiefs 13+. plus. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm going to go Chiefs 13+. plus. But player I've highlighted is Quinn Tupai, and we mentioned how good he was last weekend. He's pushed Alex Nankerville out to the wing, so that's been a little bit of a chop and change all year for the, these guys. So obviously they see Quinn as their best 12 now going into the quarterfinals, um, which is hard to argue after his um, game in the weekend. But Nankerville's also had a massive season as well, so... Um, they obviously found him too hard to leave out, so they've chucked him on the wing. Who have you highlighted? Yeah, actually, Nankerville, who you just mentioned, I think, um, again, showing his versatility. He's had an outstanding season, probably not a name that I would have predicted to be in the All Black mix pre-season, but he's definitely put himself in there, again, showing his versatility, and he could be in for a bit of a tough day with these Drua wingers, so if he can put a good shift in and, and really put his hand up, then it will be a big statement from him. Mm, like it. Okay, the next game is Moana versus the Brumbies. Uh, we've mentioned the Moana side and this lack of set-piece up against the Brumbies, who have the best set-piece, best rolling mall in the comp. I think this one could be a relatively big score. What are you picking? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to go with you as well. I think add to that three games in seven days to finish off the season for the Moana, and it kind of all the chips are stacking in the Brumbies' favour. I notice they've named a really strong side as well, so they're coming here looking to come away with the five points and put in a big performance. Hopefully that's not the case, and the Moana can finish off the season with a bit of a hiss and a roar back at Mount Smart. But yeah, like you mentioned, that set piece could be a massive day for the Moana pack so you'd go Brumbies 13 plus and expect them to be too strong but always hopeful that that Moana can pull something off yeah there's always hope but the one thing I am picking from this game is 
the um, Brumbies hookers to at least score three tries. That's what I've sent to the TAB for a power play. I think they're just going to be scoring, rolling more tries because I know the Brumbies, their game plan, they're so um, simple. They don't like to overcomplicate things and they'll be happy to just continually peg that corner, drive them all and score the try. They don't want to, They won't want to be too fancy about that and they'll be happy to get roll their sleeves up and get stuck into that driving mall. So I'm expecting a very tough day from the mall D from Moana. Yeah, look, I'll be getting behind that as well. I'll follow you in every week, but this is another one I'll be placing my hard-earned dollars on, so I'll be back in that. It seems too good to be true, so in and amongst. And the next game is uh, the Tars versus the Blues. Now, this is a really interesting game. Obviously, the Blues have rested um, a lot of their players looking forward to um, the quarterfinal next week, so they're sending over a very weakened squad, um, to p- face the Tars, who we've just talked about being the second-best Aussie team now, um, and they've named the full-strength squad. So um, the odds have massively swung in the last 24 hours. The bookies have got hold of this blue side. So um, the Waratahs are now favourites, and I think they deserve to be at $1.72. I think the Waratahs are going to win this one, 1-12. to 12. I know you say the Auckland Blues will not lose, but what are you going here? Yeah, look, I think... Monday, I was fairly confident that they were going to make it 13 in a row and and put the Tars to the sword. But yeah, this one's turned into a bit of a danger game for me. Obviously, Leon McDonald knows that they've got the number one spot secured, so he's gone with the youth. And I'm excited to see how this young Blues side goes. Plenty of excitement and razzle in there, but I think this is going to be really tight. The uh, the diehard Blues fan in me says that I'll go with the boys 1-12, to but... That that dollar seventy two for the Tars is pretty good odds there. I think that's overs. So if you're impartial and you're looking to come away with a good win, then that might be the way to go. I'll be going Blues one to twelve. Still back in the boys thirteen in a row. It's our year. Yeah. Initially, when I looked at the odds, I thought the Blues were massive overs. I was like a dollar seventy five for the Blues to beat the Waratahs over there. It seems way too good to be true. But then um, once that squad started rippling out, I was like, okay, I see what they're doing here. They're um, resting a lot of guys. I don't think anyone potentially who's going to be playing next week is playing, except a winger, because obviously Caleb Clark's been ruled out for three weeks, um, better than first expected, but that gives a huge opportunity for someone like an AJ Lamb to really stand up this weekend and push for selection going into these quarterfinals. Who have you highlighted? I went with young Jock, the first five. Obviously, he's had limited opportunities at 10 because you got the likes of Bodie and Stevie P there playing some great footy. But I think he does look to be a real talent. Um, young lad, hissing Bronco time. Apparently, he was only a few seconds off Bodie's record oh, in preseason. So, so he can run. And uh, I'm excited to see him back at the helm again. Just another performance from him. Mm, I like that. Looking forward to seeing him play. I haven't seen much of him, but heard some good things. So, yeah, looking forward to that. The next game is the Force versus the Canes. Now, this is going to be an interesting one. Force have a little bit to play for here. Obviously, the Highlanders game is after them, so they won't know the result until um, post this game. But they need a win here, and 
Um, tough travel, travelling back from Auckland on a Tuesday to play on a Sunday, but or Saturday night. But yeah, you know me, Kane thirteen plus. Yeah, look, and you've you've slowly brainwashed me into believing it as well. So I'll be going the Canes thirteen plus as well. Uh, interesting, like a few selections. No Geordie, Artie on the bench. Um, so a few changes, but I do think they'll still be too strong for the force. That that travel factor that you mentioned, especially back to Perth, that'll play a big toll. And I do like the look of the Canes at the moment. You've definitely convinced me, so I'll be going with you. Yeah, just a warning, there has been a big bug going around the Canes. There's been a big flu, so a lot of guys have been have missed selection, and there was a lot of late outs last week with the likes of Colsey and stuff. Um, the guy who I got into my fantasy team last week as my big play was ruled out last minute with the flu, so I'm looking forward to seeing him get out back out there. He would have been annoyed about getting the flu last week, and no doubt he'll be taking that out on some of these force guys with a little bit of niggle. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. it could be another night for the yellow card factory to boom again, so look out for Colsey. He'll be into everything. Uh, I went with Wes Houston, obviously a friend of yours, friend of the show, and uh, he's always good to have on your same game multis as an anytime try scorer. So I think he'll find his way over the line and hopefully a big shift from him. Yeah, great shout. Love that one. And the last game of the round, Rebels versus the Landers. Uh, Rebels have been slowly improving. They've been pretty inconsistent. But what I'm going to go in this one is the Landers. 13 plus the return of Marty Banks in that 10 jersey. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing him go around again. What do you make of this game? Yeah, I think it's an important one for the Landers. Obviously, they're what, three points ahead of the force at the moment, so they'll want to take that result out back into their own hands and come away with a big win and probably get some confidence back as well after a disappointing shift at home last week. So I'll be riding with you there with the Landers 13+, plus and hopefully a convincing performance from Tony Brown's men to give them some confidence heading into that trip up to Auckland next week because that'll be a huge game. Huge, and who have you highlighted? Yeah, you mentioned him, but you can't go past him. Marty oh, Banks, of course, man. one of the greats. Uh, past guest, loves a yarn, always great off the tee as well, so hopefully another 100% shift just to keep those New Zealand goal-kicking record alive, but yeah, hopefully a big game from Marty. Yes, and speaking of Marty kicking 100%, that is the power play that I have sent to the TAB. Still waiting for odds. It might be a dollar one the way Marty's been kicking throughout his career. He's probably one of the best kickers of this generation off the tee, one of the greats, and pretty confident that he will not miss when the boys are all on him. So I'm looking forward to seeing what sort of odds we get back from that. And the other power plays I've seen, I've sort of spoken about them, but um, the Crusaders back three to score three or three or more tries. Be interesting to see what sort of odds we get for that. Brumby's hookers, the reserve and the starter, to both score three or more tries between them. And Marty Banks to kick 100%. Thoughts? Yeah, look, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm on all of them, but again, some great options there, and you've really been providing some value for the lads out there recently, so another great week at the office. Oh, you're a good lad. Okay, and my fantasy team, I had a massive week with my fantasy last week, jumped up to second, and this is the last round of fantasy rugby, so I'm right in striking range. I'm only 100 points off the water lad comp leader. And I'm chasing him down, and I had a massive play on Tuesday. Obviously, the Force played two games this week, so do Moana. So what I did is I bought, I spent my last trade getting in Mata Alley in. 
who's gonna who played Tuesday night. I'm just hoping that he's named against the Hurricanes, and I think he will be. Um, it's a must-win game for them. He got 44 points on Tuesday night, so that's doubled into 88, and I think he's got another few points in him against the Hurricanes. So this could be the biggest play of the year for me, right when I needed it. Yeah, look, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you can pull off that dub. What's the guy's name who's winning? Feel free to chuck his name out there and, and, and really put some fear into him. Let him know you're coming. His name's Ben. It's not you, is it? Oh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, look, I can't confirm that. Could well be without me even knowing. Maybe the wife's running a, a cheeky account. You never know. You've been undercover all year just taking my fantasy tips and working it against me. Yeah, look, I've, I've infiltrated it and I didn't want to throw it out there. I kind of wanted to stay under the radar, but now that it's the last week of before finals footy, I may as well chuck it out there. But yeah, I've been on a real tear this year. <laughs> oh, and to finish, who's your lad of the week going to be? Yeah, I'll go with Ethan Blackadder. As we mentioned, fresh off winning some silverware. He's been kissing it every night, and I think he's going to put in a huge shift, make a real statement to this Reds team that they'll take on again next week. Mm, And I'm going to go for Dane Coles, the return of Colsey. Um, Over there in Perth, Oh, I'm just looking forward to seeing him out there. I think he's going to get a dot and uh, plenty of niggle, a couple of line breaks, and just a good all-round performance because he's such a quality player. And he's timed his run perfectly for this Kane side to be coming back in come finals footy time, where they're going to be a very hard team to beat with the likes of Coles, Artie, TJ and Geordie all on the field for the first time this year, next week against the Chiefs. Oh, bring on finals footy. I cannot wait. Yeah, that, that will be a heck of a game for sure. And like you mentioned, a pretty some pretty strong names there, but nothing that the Blues can't handle should they cross paths. Yeah, oh mate, I cannot wait for um, knockout footy. So, um, no doubt we'll be back here, same place next week, bringing you the preview for the quarterfinals. But as always, Surly, appreciate your insight. Love your work. Yeah, no worries, mate. Cheers for having me and bring on finals footy. Yes.